Chapter 39 Baba's Knowledge of Sanskrit His Interpretation of a Verse from Gita Construction of the Samadhi Mandir This chapter 39 deals with Baba's interpretation of a verse from the Bhagavad Gita. As some people believed that Baba had little knowledge of Sanskrit, but by the interpretation of Nana Saheb Chandorkar's query, Hemanpat refuted that charge in chapter number 50. And as it deals with the same subject matter, it is incorporated in this chapter. Preliminary Blessed is Shirdi and blessed is Dwarkamai, where Sri Sai lived and moved until he took Mahasamadhi. Blessed are the people of Shirdi, whom he obliged and for whom he lived there. Shirdi was a small village first, but it attained importance on account of his contact and became a Tirth, that is a holy place of pilgrimage. Equally blessed are the women folk of Shirdi. Blessed is their whole and undivided faith in him. They sang the glories of Baba while bathing, grinding, pounding corn and doing other household work. Baba's Interpretation Nobody believed that Baba knew Sanskrit. One day he surprised all by giving an interpretation of a verse from the Gita. To Nana Saheb Chandorkar, a brief account about this matter was written by Mr. B. V. Dev, retired Mamlatdar, and published in Marathi in Sri Sai Leela magazine, volume 4, Shputa Vishaya, page 563. Short accounts of the same are also published in the Sai Baba's Charitras and Sayings, page 61, and in the wondrous Saint Sai Baba, page 36, both by B.V. Narsima Swami. Mr. B.V. Dev has also given an English version of this in his statement dated 27-9-1936 and published on page 66 of Devotees Experiences Part 3 by Narsima Swami. As Mr. Dev has got first-hand information about this subject from Nana Sahib himself, we give below his version. Nana Sahib Chandorkar was a good student of Vedanta. He had read Gita with commentaries. He fancied that Baba knew nothing of Sanskrit texts. So Baba one day pricked the bubble. These were the days before crowds flocked to Baba when Baba had individual meetings at the mosque with such devotees. Nana was sitting near Baba and massaging his legs and muttering something under his breath. Baba, Nana, what are you mumbling to yourself? Nana, I am reciting a shloka, that is a verse. Baba, what shloka? Nana, from the Bhagavad Gita. Baba, say it loudly. Nana then recited BG 434, which is as follows. Tatvida prani panita pari prashnimna 
Sevaya Upadesh Yanti Te Nyanam Jnana Nishtam Darshinam Baba Nana, do you understand it? Nana, yes. Baba, if you do, then tell me its meaning. Nana, it means that making Sanstanga Namaskar, that is prostration, asking the Guru, serving him, learn what his knowledge is. Then those who have attained the real knowledge of the Sadhvastu, that is Brahma, will give you Upadesha, that is instruction of knowledge. Baba, Nana, I do not want this sort of collected purport of the whole stanza. Give me each word its grammatical force and meaning. Then Nana explained it word by word. Baba, Nana, is it enough to merely make prostration? Nana, I do not know any other meaning for the word prani but then making prostration. Baba, what is prani prashanna? Nana, asking questions. Baba, what does prashanna mean? Nana, the same, questioning. Baba, if Pariprasanna means the same as prashanna, that is question. Why did Vyasa add the prefix pari? Was Vyasa off his head? Nana. I do not know of any other meaning for the word pariprasanna. Baba. Seva. What sort of seva is meant? Just, Nana, just what we are doing to you. Baba. Is it enough to render such service? Nana, I do not know. What more is signified by the word seva? Baba, in the next line, Upadeksya Yanti Te Gyanam Can you read any other word in lieu of Gyanam? Nana, yes. Baba, what word? Nana, Agyanam Baba, Taking that word instead of jnana, is any meaning made out of the verse? Nana, no. Shakara Bhashya gives no such construction. Baba, never mind. If he does not, is there any problem in using the word agyan if it gives a better sense? Nana. I do not understand how to construct by placing Agyan into it. Baba, why does Krishna refer Arjun to Tat Badarshish to do his prostration, interrogation and service? Was not Krishna a Tat Vadarshi, in fact Gyan itself? Nana, yes he was, but I do not make out why he referred Arjun to Gyanis. Baba, have you not understood this? Nana was humiliated. His pride was knocked down. Then Baba began to explain. It is not enough merely to prostrate before Gyanis. We must make Sarvasa Shranagati, that is complete surrender to the Sadhguru. Mere questioning is not enough. The question must not be made 
with any improper motive or attitude or to trap the guru and catch mistakes in the answer or out of idle curiosity. It must be earnest with a view to achieve spiritual progress or liberation. 3. Seva is not rendering service with the feeling that one is free to offer or refuse service. One must feel that he is not the master of the body, that the body is Guru's and exists merely to render service to him. If this is done, the Satguru will show you what the knowledge referred to in the previous stanza is. Nana did not understand what it meant by saying that a Guru teaches a Gyan. Baba, how is Gyan Upadesh, that is imparting of realization to be effected? Destroying ignorance is Gyan. Removal of ignorance is, O Arjun, if dream and sleep disappear, you are yourself. It is like that. Is there anything different or independent in Gyan besides the destruction of ignorance? Expelling darkness means light. Destroying duality or Dyuvetta means non-duality, Advaita. Whenever we speak of destroying Veta, we speak of Advaita. Whenever we talk of destroying darkness, we talk of light. If we have to realize the Advaita state, the feeling of Dveta in ourselves has to be removed. This is the realization of the Advaita state. Who can speak of Advaita while remaining in Dveta state? Unless one gets into that state of non-duality, how can one know it and realize it? Again, the Shishya, that is the disciple, like the Sadguru, is the embodiment of Jnana. The difference between the two lies in the attitude, high realization of Sadguru and his marvelous superhuman Statva beingness and unrivaled capacity and Aishvarya Yoga, that is divine powers. The Sadguru is Nirgun. Satchit Anand. He has indeed taken human form to elevate mankind and raise the world, but his real Nirgun nature is not destroyed hereby, even a bit. His existence or reality, divine power and wisdom remain undiminished. The disciple also is in fact of the same Swarupa, but it is overlaid by the effect of the sansakars of innumerable births in the shape of ignorance which veils his views that he is Shuddha Chintyanya. As stated therein, he gets the impressions, I am Jiva, a creature, meek and poor. The Guru has to root out these offshoots of ignorance and has to give upadesh or instruction. To the disciple held spellbound and for endless generations by the ideas of his being a jiva, the Guru imparts the teachings. You are God, you are mighty and opulent. 
then he realizes that he is God really. The perpetual delusion under which the disciple is laboring that he is the body, that he is a creature, that is Jiva or ego, that God, Paramatma and the world are different from him is an ignorance inherited from innumerable past births. From actions based on it, he has derived his joy, sorrows and mixtures of both. To remove this delusion, this error, his root ignorance, he must start the inquiry. How did the ignorance arise? Where is it? And to show him, this is called the Guru's Upadesh. The following are the instances of Agyan. 1. I am a Jiva, that is creature. 2. Body is the soul, that is, I am the body. 3. God. World and Jiva are different. 4. I am not God. 5. Not knowing that body is not the soul. 6. Not knowing that God, world and Jiva are one. Unless these errors are exposed to his view, the disciple cannot learn what is God, Jiva, world, body, how they are interrelated and whether they are different from each other or are one and the same. To teach him these and destroy his ignorance is this instruction in Gyan or Agyan. Why should Gyan be imparted to the Jiva, that is, who is Agyan Murti? Upadesh is merely to show him his error and destroy his ignorance. Baba added, 1. Pranipata implies complete surrender. 2. Surrender must be of body, mind and wealth. 3. Why should Krishna refer to other Jnanis? Sadbhakta takes everything to be Vasudev. That is, my Guru would be Krishna to the devotee and Guru takes disciple to be Vasudev. As Sri Krishna knows that there are such Gurus and disciples, he refers Arjun to them so that their greatness be known. Construction of the Samadhi Mandir Baba never made any fuss about things, but he wanted to accomplish what he so skillfully arranged the circumstances that the people were surprised at the slow but sure results attained. The construction of the Samadhi Mandir is an instant. Sriman Bapu Sahib Bhuti, the famous multimillionaire of Nagpur, lived in Shirdi with his family. Once an idea arose in his mind that he should have a building of his own there. Sometime after this, while he was sleeping in Dikshitvada, he got a vision. Baba appeared in his dream and ordered him to build a vada with a temple. Shama, who was sleeping there, also got a similar vision. When Bapu Sahib awoke, he saw Shama crying and asked the latter as to why he was in tears. Shama replied that in his vision, Baba came to him and ordered distinctly build the vada 
with the temple i shall fulfill the desire of all on hearing the sweet and wonderful loving words of baba i was overpowered with emotion my throat was choked my eyes were overflowing with tears and i began to cry papu sahib was surprised to see that both their visions tallied being a rich and capable man he decided to build a vada there and drew up a plan with shama that is mother rao kaka sahib dikshit also approved of it and when it was placed before baba he also sanctioned it immediately then the construction work was duly started and under the supervision of shama the ground floor the cellar and the well was were completed baba on his way to and from lendi also suggested some improvements further work was entrusted to papu sahib jog and when it was going on an idea struck Bapu Sahib Bhuti's mind that there should be an open space or platform and in the center the image of Murlidhar that is Lord Krishna with the flute be installed. He asked Shama to refer this matter to Baba and get his consent. The latter asked Baba about this when he was just passing by the Vada. On hearing Shama, Baba gave his consent saying, after the temple is complete, I will come there to stay. And staring at the Vada, he added, After the Vada is complete, we shall use it ourselves. We shall live, move and play there, embrace each other and be happy. Then Shama asked Baba whether this was the auspicious time to begin the foundation work of the central room of the shrine. Baba answered in the affirmative. Then Shama got a coconut, broke there and started the work. In due time, the work was completed and an order was also placed for making a good image of Murlidhar. But before it was ready, a new situation turned up. Baba became seriously ill. Babu Sahib became very sad and dejected, thinking that if Baba passed away, his vada would not be consecrated by the holy touch of Baba's feet and all his money, about a lakh of rupees, would be wasted away. But the words, keep me in the vada, which came out of Baba's mouth just before his passing away, consoled not only Babu Sahib, but one and all. In due time, Baba's holy body was placed and preserved in the central shrine meant for Murlidhar and Baba himself became Murlidhar and the Vada thus became the Samadhi Mandir of Sai Baba. His wonderful Leela is unfathomable. Blessed and fortunate is Babu Sahib Bhuti in whose Vada lies the holy and pure body of Baba. Bow to Shri Sai. Peace be to all.